What's this? <laughs> hey, did you drop this? Give that back! Give it to me right now! Give it! Give it! Now! 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 It's mine! Give it! Give it back to me! Mine! Mine! Is that what you call showing my sisters the sights? You thief! This is my personal property! Have you no shame? Are you trying to ruin me? No. You can keep it. Thank you. Welcome to Another Day, Another Adventure, a podcast dedicated to covering every Dragon Ball cartoon ever. I'm your host, Colton, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Sakaki. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I'm ready for another adventure. All right. I hope you are. Um, I hope you're ready. Uh, Because not only do we have another couple episodes to talk about, uh, it's time, once again, for another tag team match. It's not. It's, we're not even covering a Budokai. So with us on the show today, so it's kind of cool. We have one repeat guest and a new guest, actually. Uh, with us today on this episode of the podcast is not only our first, uh, our second repeat guest, Randy, but also our newest guest, Doug, both of them from the competitor Dragon Ball podcast, We Got a Podcast. <laughs> How's it going, guys? That's right. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Yo. I'm very excited to have both of you on, uh, especially since, you know, you, you guys were so nice enough to, like, you know, let me be on We Got a Podcast. I figured we ought to return the favor. Yeah, it's always fun doing uh, these joint podcasts together, so anytime. For sure, and we still need to drag Sakaki on to talk about Dragon Ball Evolution. I know that it's his favorite <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, no. man. <laughs> it was such a mistake to see that movie. <laughs> Can't I just come on to talk about Resurrection F? <laughs> <laughs> we already did that already. You're too God. late. So now you have to talk about evolution. There's so little left. Couldn't wait two minutes until you brought up evolution, could you, Randy? Nope. <laughs> oh. oh man, we should we should just make that like a collaborative effort. We both podcasts need to get together to cover that awful piece of trash movie. <laughs> I don't actually want to subjugate Sakaki to that again. I, from what I heard, it is uh, not a good time for him. He probably has PTSD. <laughs> I and do. He's a good guy. I don't want to do that to him. Well, Colton told me that this is a secret a secret podcast that we're actually just watching Evolution right now live. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, well, Doug, you ruined it. <laughs> Whoops, spoiler. <laughs> I would not be surprised Colton does to have that level of depravity in his system. So, <laughs> I mean, we went to his house. I, went to, I flew to his house to visit him, and he put on evolution. That should tell you what kind of person oh, he is. Oh, no. <laughs> it's red flag number one. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm getting an early flight. I'm out of here. <laughs> actually, that, that would be red flag number two. Red flag number one is actually owning a copy of Evolution. Well, I mean, he rented it, so it's even worse. He, he specifically he it. Oh bought it <laughs> for us to watch. It's the second time in my entire life I ever rented Revolu- uh, uh, Evolution. <laughs> Revolutions is the sequel. <laughs> uh, the, the first time I rented Evolutions was actually back when Blockbuster was still in business. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, is that not long ago? That should tell you how long ago that was. Um, Crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have both of you guys on because uh, for this episode of the podcast, uh, we are going to be continuing through the Red Ribbon Army arc as we are covering episodes 35 to 38 of whole four episodes. Been a while since we've done that many in one show, but uh, we're basically covering the first half of the Muscle Tower stuff, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I guess before we get on to anything, I mean, 
you know, we had Randy on before, so everybody already knows Randy already. We, we you heard Randy's story yeah. already. Get out of here. You don't have to hear me. <laughs> we don't. Have, we don't have to talk to. No, I, I, I want to talk. To you him. know what? You actually don't even want to. That's what I. I got all of the fan mail that was like, never again. Please don't let me listen to his <laughs> just, stories. Just mute his audio, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see what I could do. No. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess, Doug, this is your first time on the show, so uh, I really want to just kind of talk to you a little bit and kind of introduce you to anyone who hasn't, you know, listened to your guys' show. And I'm going to start off by asking the, the the great icebreaker question that I've come up with for every time I ask new people about their origin with Dragon Ball, because, you know, a, a lot of us get into Dragon Ball the same way. Not everybody, but a lot of us. So I am just going to get this out of the way. Uh, did you get into Dragon Ball through Toonami? And if not, how did you? Uh, yes, Toonami, definitely. A friend of mine who actually I had satellite TV that had Cartoon Network. He didn't. So he kind of forced me to watch this show called Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, slowly but surely, I really got into it from that moment. So yeah, back when it was in uh, syndication from Toonami, what a what a what a what a time! Oh, I know, right? I didn't really follow the the story though because it was like I didn't realize that the show would like get to the Ginyu arc and then cut back to the beginning of Z oh, all boy. over again. <laughs> I'm like, is this the same story? Is that how the story's supposed to go? And that took me like a few years to figure out. It was it was weird. Do you remember what your first episode was? It had to have been, I think, it probably like the on the on Gohan and Krillin on the way to Namek. And they were like with the strange kids that are the orphan kids in oh, space. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the filler one that just <laughs> does not hold up at all. But oh man, I, yeah. I can I cannot wait in the next ten years for us to get to those dynamic filler episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> are, what are we gonna do are we just gonna like cover all the dynamic filler of like one show I, I don't know man. you might as well <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't planned that far in my google sheet yet <laughs> uh, oh man okay but yeah but surely slowly but surely I uh started getting really into it I started collecting the dvds I, I used like my uh what, what is it when you get when you're christian and you get some money of uh, communion <laughs> I forget what it is with communion <laughs> Uh, confirmation. <laughs> confirmation. That's what it is. I'm such a great Christian. Uh, adults give you money, and I'm like, oh, sweet. I got like a thousand bucks. I'm going to tell my mom I only got a hundred dollars and spend the rest on Dragon Ball DVDs on eBay. <laughs> what a good Christian does. Lie to oh, their what mother. A, what wow. A good <laughs> well, I bought all the DVDs I could and, and totally got into it. And I started listening to the Kan Zenshu podcast, or I guess back then Dai Zenshu uh-huh, EX uh-huh. podcast. And that was what like cemented me as a, a Japanese uh, fan at that point, and like and it just got deeper and deeper in that rabbit hole. Oh, same here. Like honestly, I mean, I mention them all the time because w- without Konzenshu, formerly known as Daisenshu, I don't think I would be as big of a fan as I am today without them. Quite yeah, honestly, exactly, hundred percent. I would not be. Yeah, seconded or thirded. They literally opened up like a whole new world when I realized like, oh, there's a Japanese version of this show because the show's from Japan. And oh, it's actually like a lot better when it's in Japanese or yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, it, it first they first hooked me because like, I'm like, oh, they say swear words in the Japanese version. And I'm like a 15, <laughs> 16 year old kid. I'm like, that's awesome. Let me watch that. And then like, oh, but Goku sounds like a woman and blah, blah, blah. But then you, you really get used to it and it becomes the better show. Easily. No, for sure, for sure. But yeah, huge shout out to Konzenshu if we haven't already shouted them out at least once every episode, probably. Yeah, once every episode. <laughs> Same with us. Oh, man. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, I guess, uh, I mean, unless, there, unless you have any other like Dragon Ball memories you want to share with us, we can go right into the episodes. 
Oh man, I just I just see my wallet disappearing <laughs> with more and more Dragon Ball. <laughs> That's the one thing I know I can also thank Kanzenji for is keeping the fandom within me alive to be able to spend my money on it more and more. And then Doug shows off his sweet figures on TikTok, and then I end up having to buy the same figures because <laughs> I also think they're it's cool a vicious and sexy. cycle. It's a I, I can't help it. Oh man, look if if I had like more space in my apartment, I probably would and more money. That's also the most important thing. I would probably <laughs> yes. collect more figures. <laughs> Those two things. That's what's holding us back. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I mean, you're single-handedly keeping this franchise alive. That's okay. You know, we thank you for your service. <laughs> We're paying for Toriyama's meals every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I guess we can just move right into the episodes. Uh, like I mentioned, we are covering episodes 35 to 38. And we're going to start with uh, 35. Basically, Picking up where we left off when uh, Goku crash lands into uh, Jingle Village and is uh, basically taken back to Snow's house, which uh, we mentioned this last time. But basically, I'm pretty sure the anime like gave her the name of Snow. Like, I think she was just like a nameless girl in the manga. Which yeah. th- there, there is a bit later on uh, when Goku's kind of warming up in their house where like they're kind of introducing themselves to each other. And, you know, Snow's like, oh, Son Goku, that's a funny name. And I'm just like, you're literally named Snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole Bulma-Goku name exchange when they first meet, too. Oh, true. But yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right, Snow. I think it was like a, tri- a trivia question I had for Randy, or if it was something else I had. But it was one of the questions that I found interesting that, yeah, Snow did not have a name until, I think, the Genkidama in the final episodes. That's when like she finally, like, Android 8 calls her Snow. And like, oh, she has a name finally. No, I'm, I'm pretty, I, again, I mentioned this last episode, but I'm pretty sure I, like, learned that from Kanzenshu. Yeah. Same. Otherwise, I don't know how I would have known that, honestly. <laughs> Who else would know that? But yeah, I mean, uh, I guess just, like, uh, we don't have to go over literally everything, but I guess just to kind of get my general thoughts out of the way, because um, I, I definitely have thoughts on some of the pacing for these episodes. Um, not not all great thoughts. Um, but OK, I thought I thought it was just me. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, no, but I think episode 35 because episode 35 only covers like one whole chapter of the anime. But I do think I do think the pacing for this one isn't super bad, honestly. Like it is clearly like a setup episode, like a cool, literally a cool down because they're in a snowy park nice. or whatever. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. That wasn't funny. You don't have to laugh at that. Um, <laughs> it's like dad joke funny. I'm like, yes. Nice. <laughs> um but yeah, I, th- I think overall the pacing for this one is actually pretty good. Like you can you can clearly tell that like because I I literally like while watching these episodes today I literally like went back and forth from the anime to the manga because I like comparing that kind of stuff and um you, you could tell there's like some extra material in there and like certain scenes are like kind of dragged up for the sake of tension which I think is okay but like you know like I just thought it was handled very well. Um, I think it's probably the best paced episode out of this bunch, personally. But I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. The the one thing that caught my eye immediately was the well caught my ear actually was the music that played while Snow is carrying Goku, mm-hmm. and it, it just I, I'm seeing the manga in my head and how it's like really funny moments seeing her drag him. But in the anime, because the music is so like serious, it, it takes away the comedy of that. You know what I mean? I I can kind of see that. Um, I still think you know details again, like I mentioned last episode. You know, Goku being completely frozen and like and you could tell that by like kind of the sheen he has over his entire body like i still think details like that make that scene pretty funny but i i i can kind of see where you're coming from like the scene in the anime comes off a lot more serious which we'll get to it later but i definitely have some thoughts about the murasaki fight and how i think some moments in the anime come off a lot more serious than they did in the manga 
uh, yeah, personally. Yeah, but, totally yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, though. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to, like, uh, bring up in particular while I'm kind of, like, looking through my notes. I do. I have my first note here, which I, I want to underscore is probably the most important thing that I wanted to note about these entire episodes, which is uh, white is a dilf, first of all. Um, <laughs> fair, <laughs> white fair. is a dilf. Man, what a handsome stud. Like, you know, he's got that big, comfy sweater. He's wearing some some strong boots. He's, I'll say the clothes like got you immediately i'm sure <laughs> yep he's sw- swigging some whiskey like that is a man's man you know <laughs> he's voiced by tesho genda oh god mm-hmm. don't bring that up because like this whole time i said this to colton vr chat he's just doing kaido from one piece so it just bugs me that kaido's voice is coming out of this guy i mean it's tesho genda. you mean he's doing white's voice <laughs> oh, and i made that joke like i was just kind of like some toe exec <laughs> just brings him in for one piece of like yeah do the white voice and Gendo's like, that was like 40 years. Do you know how little that narrows that down? Who was he, the dog? Was, was he the dog? Do you want me to do the dog's voice for Kaido, I guess? Probably probably just his regular voice. Just do your voice, and then that's his voice. But yeah, no, like, white, yeah. I gotta give him that. Especially that one scene where he's just, like, leaning in his chair and just... I, I really like yes. that. And he's just kind of like, what kind of kid could beat, like, Whoop Red's ass? Like, or Silver. <laughs> Yeah, it was like weirdly atmospheric. It was important. I just needed to to underscore that. You know, get it out of the way <laughs> so that people know it can set the tone. To implement that into all our thoughts. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Um, no. Uh, speaking of atmospheric sort of bits of the episode, I actually really like the bit where uh, those two red ribbon army goons show up to this random like innocent residence. Um, sort of like what we got like a few episodes ago with uh, Silver. You know, th- these guys are just okay with just shooting up random civilians. Yeah. I actually thought that bit was pretty terrifying, especially, like, after they leave and, like, you just have that shot of the old couple, like, just terrified, shaking in fear while, like, their pillow feathers just, like, fly down from the sky. And it's just like, oh, that's actually, like, pretty cool looking. Very beautiful looking. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, that's, <laughs> it's a really down moment, but wow, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a great way to sell the Red Ribbon Army as just unrepentant assholes yeah. than to make them, like, terrify an old helpless couple. They're literally shooting bullets around their bodies, yeah. like, to scare mm-hmm. them, and it's just the worst. Yeah, it's like, I mean, not as bad as a guy just drinking Snow's mom's stew, just, boy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god! Oh, yeah. okay, okay, so... He didn't even tell her it tastes great. He wasn't like, by the way, thank you. Right? So hold hold on. We'll we'll get back to that in a little bit, actually. But I I did just want to say really quickly um, that um, going back to the scene with the old people, I know that like they're scared and everything, but and I. I, I do appreciate, like, how animated, like, the old woman's facial expressions are, like, after they're done yes! shooting up <laughs> the yes, place. I love that. Um, but he, here's the thing. Like, as much as I appreciate, like, the facial animation on that, it does give me, like, huge major, like, Sonic Adventure vibes a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. It is old. It's just moving too much and, like... I don't know. It's just wild. Like, is this... Are you okay? Yes. Do you need a sedative? Like... Oh, oh we're gonna crash. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but no, yeah, we'll... Uh, let, yeah, let's 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 get to the bit where like they raid uh, Snow's house, but because yeah, that that was something I took note of too. Because these guys just kind of walk in, and and one of them literally does just like take a like spoonful of soup uh, out of their pot. And first of all, I'm just like that pot is boiling. 
Like he just puts his whole ladle <laughs> in his mouth. Blow on it. Like how do you not burn your mouth? And his body temperature must be so cold from being in the snow for so long. That would make it worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how they train. Oh man, clearly. That's how they train, yeah. <laughs> uh we're just gonna gloss over the flashback explaining how the Dragon Balls work and then getting that sick ass uh, insert song of come out dragon just for me. me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I was kinda I admit I admit when they started doing that I was kind of annoyed, but then like when that song started playing, I was I'll forgive it. I'll forgive yep, it. Yeah, exactly. Like me, me too, but then you gotta think about it, we're only thirty five episodes into this brand new series. Like of course they're gonna like retell the Dragon Ball story, you know? Like it's 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 a big deal at this point. I mean, that's true. And then also this anime, uh, I was telling Colton that like this episode was drawn all by Katsuyuki Aoshima, all by himself. So probably he just used that as like a bathroom break. <laughs> just, uh, <yeah. laughs> wow. He's been worked to the bone. Give him some slack. Let him throw in a, a recap. <laughs> he probably saved himself like like an hour of work or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how long well, it does probably. take animation. Um, but no, actually, yeah, that, um, you know, again, I was comparing the manga and there is a bit in the manga where like Toriyama does kind of take time to like kind of do like a recap, like, you know, because obviously Snow's like, oh, like, what are the Dragon Balls? And Goku just explains what they are. And, obvi- and you know, in the manga, that's not as bad because it's like, oh, it's like a couple panels and we're done or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but like in the anime, they turn that into like just like an entire minute and a half recap. They just show all of like, you know, Pilaf summoning the dragon and Oolong wishing for panties and everything. Like, you know, it's not the worst place for a recap because like they're just kind of building on what was in the manga. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's not it's not too contrived. Like they're not like forcing it too much. Like it was already there. Like they're just they're just taking advantage of it. So I'm I'm fine with that personally. Like. At least they didn't just kind of like force it in there on their own. Yeah, yeah. and at least they had a kick-ass insert song that we could all appreciate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Which uh, this is the third batch of episodes we've covered in a row where we've got to listen to that uh, insert song. <laughs> Do they use it that often? Yeah, because they they used it in episode twenty-nine, and I think they used it in episode thirty-three. So it, it they've been using it for a few episodes, kind of here and there. Oh, that's overkill then. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, oh, wow. but honestly, I don't mind listening to it. I think it's a good song. It's a good song? Yeah. Yeah. So really, yeah. I, like I said, I forgive the flashbacks. and I mean, it's not overusage if it's a good song, but this, this is, that's just the truth of the world. I don't know, man. They kind of really overused uh, Ultimate Battle during Super. Like, every other I episode is like, well, now it lost thing. its luster. <laughs> 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 okay, I gotta look for I mean, I guess I'm the only one here that hasn't seen Super, so I got that to look forward to. Oh, guess. you're just like Doug. He hasn't read it, so, you know, you guys can uh-huh. have a party. <laughs> a non-watching Super reading party. Uh, and before you ask randy no i'm not gonna join you in peer pressuring doug into reading the super manga yes (laughs) let's go Uh, well i guess i know who my real friends are (laughs) (laughs) Uh, save that for your own show (laughs) what did i come on here for i came here to help recruit (laughs) so did it feel like you got for you guys that like Toriyama's kind of setting up Snow as a potential love interest for Goku in the future. It's funny that you say that because um, it took me a second to kind of like realize this because when I started listening to Snow and her voice, I was just like, she sounds really familiar somehow. And then it turns out it's just Chi-Chi's voice actor. Is it the same voice actress? Yeah, it's the same voice actor as Chi-Chi. 
Wow. So it, it literally could be another potential future love interest, but of course never went anywhere, but she's kind of like cutesy with like, oh, I'm I'm this oh, I'm this um years old and like Yeah, I I found that really adorable where she's like, I look super young, but I'm actually almost ten and I just yeah, that like, part Aww. that's the one that like yeah, that, that solidified it for me. Like, oh yeah, she's totally into him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was telling Sakaki that it would be funny if like Chi Chi somehow found out that Goku was with another woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who was actually her. We were just I, I just said that'd be such a great like three's company like scenario <laughs> <laughs> and then i i threw it out there um again going back to evolution um God. it'd be funny if like they met up and had a conversation and fought because it would just it would just be like that bit from evolution where literally chi chi like fights herself at one point oh my I God. guess i don't even remember <laughs> enough of that to recall that information evolution wouldn't dare to do something that bold so <laughs> <laughs> uh but wait where did Snow's red hair come from? Because then you like see her dad later on, and there's no red hair anywhere. <laughs> These um, are the questions Doug needs to ask. Recessive genes. <laughs> Probably recessive gene. <laughs> I mean, she is just supposed to be a chichi recolor like many of the Goku's, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Doug's out here trying to expose the weird like uh, love triangles happening in Jingle Village. It's like I gotta know. In Jingle Village, yeah. Who's the I real father? I got drum up in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who did we catch kissing under the mistletoe? <gasps> but no. <laughs> if Goku can have seven recolors and Chi Chi can have one, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about it earlier, but we get to the point where like uh, these two goons basically ransack their house and they just like start shooting up the bathroom. Um, and it, it's around this point where, uh, and I complained about this last episode, um, but I seriously don't think because. We, we've also kind of talked here and there about like a lot of the music and look I've just I have to preface this I love Shunsuke Kikuchi's score like his music okay. is the music I think of when I think Dragon Ball like I'm sorry I'm I know people like Falconer but he's just it's just not my thing um so saying that I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to take that like one specifically the track like right before they shoot and they're kind of like getting ready to shoot the bathroom. You just hear boing 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 boing. And yes, <laughs> I just every time they play that music for like uh, like specifically for a scene that like requires some kind of tension, it always takes me out of it. I'm sorry. I just I don't care for how it's used. Uh, I'm hearing it now. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I think that's just a traditional thing in Dragon Balls. You're going to have at least one weird track and we're going to place it as oddly as possible. I mean, granted, I'm more prone to noticing it in Sumitomo music, but I think that, yeah, that's just like a running curse. <laughs> well, I think he's just saying like the, the the spring the the pig spring tail like doing 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 that one just always feels out of place. But I don't know, I don't know how I feel it's about really, that. It's really it's really just that piece of music that always kind of takes me out of the moment. Everything else I have like no problem with. Weirdly, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just like shoot up this bathroom, and I'm just like, man, they're gonna have to like remodel this whole thing. <laughs> That's me too. I just I thought I was just old. <laughs> like, I feel like as a teenager, no, yeah, like, you probably are. If that's your first thought, too. I, mean, yeah, that, I mean, I am old, but like that's my first thought when I'm like watching shows like this, and there's like property damage. Like, oh, they're gonna have to replace all of that. That's gonna be so much money. <laughs> they probably, probably just finished remodeling that bathroom, and now they gotta do it all over again. What a waste. They're going to have to wait for a plumber to get there, and they're all the way in the middle of nowhere. They're going to have no toilet for days. Like, this is oh, a man. nightmare. <laughs> That's the true terror of the Red Women Army. <laughs> <laughs> 
care. Is Goku alive? I don't care. My bathroom, though. <laughs> That's why we introduced the Dragon Balls. Goku will use them to redo our bathroom. Speaking of ways, did you know that that's like Masako Nozawa's, I don't know if it's her favorite scene, but it's her most memorable scene, is Goku getting shot up in that bathroom? <laughs> wait, wait, for like, real? Strange. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it was an interview that I was actually at when I saw her convention or if it was on Consensu, but um, I just remember her uh, saying that and how she wasn't sure herself whether Goku was like has, has survived that. Like, she had thought Goku had died in that moment <laughs> until she kept reading her lines, but she was like, oh my god, Goku didn't make it. <laughs> Like, who could, besides Goku, survive that? That is really interesting that she says that when, like, we, we did see, like, as early as episode one that, like, Goku just got shot in the face and he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, he t- and he reacts the same way each time, which is just like, God, that's annoying. Why are people, why are people doing that? <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking, like, because eventually we'll see him, like, raid Muscle Tower. And, like, when, when they all, like, start shooting at him, like, he'll use Niwaibo to kind of, like, block the bullets. And at first I'm just like, well, if bullets don't hurt him. Like, why does he need to block him? And I'm just like, oh, maybe they're just, like, really annoying or whatever. It's fine. I think they would still hurt them. They, they were hurt, like, if the same as much as, like, you got a bulletproof vest, then you got shot. Like, that's st- still it's hurts. still not fun. You'd be alive, but it still hurts. Exactly. <laughs> True. Maybe, like, actual bullets being fired at Goku is, like, is, like, getting shot by, like, a BB gun or something. I don't know. Like, ah, bitch, that hurts. Right. I can see that. <laughs> totally. It's gonna sting for, like... 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, man, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> it's also gag manga. Yeah, uh, that's true. Armor, yeah. Since like Roshi and Krillin survived gunshots, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Toriyama's still in that, you know, that in that midpoint where he's like, this is still a comedy manga. I mean, it still has a comedy manga page count. Yeah. So which that never changes, I guess, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the, the bit where like Goku comes out and he starts like throwing a bunch of punches and kicks at those two guys. And they're just kind of like dazed for a second. I kind of thought he was going to pull like a fist of the North Star kind of move there for a second. Like I, I was I was waiting for their heads to explode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be a tone shift. We had the boing, boing song and then the shooting at the bathroom. And then Goku just blows some guys heads up. It's great. Fun for the whole family. I mean, it's it's all Toei. So somebody could have got mixed True. up. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, I'm working on yeah, this show yeah. this week. Oh, oh God. Oh, <laughs> Did you don't tell me that already aired? It sure did. It sure did. <laughs> Dude, why'd you draw Kentro in this scene? <laughs> I really like this sort of continued thing that we had in the fight against Silver and then going into like these bad guys that are super menacing with their guns and things of Goku is just unstoppable under normal circumstances. <laughs> that his training was so intense and he's the second strongest person in the world of martial arts that like it's not even a question of like, will he win? It's like, okay, but how bad is he going to stomp these guys? <laughs> like, it's it's just never a question. And I just, I kind of dig this whole sort of part of the story in the anime and manga of just like, yeah, he's just going to win. And that's fine. It's fun. We'll have fun yeah. with it. It's fun for it's fun for kids because kids think they're they're invincible too. So it's like, yeah, he's like me, <laughs> right? <laughs> that makes sense. Actually, I, I never thought about it like that. He's martial. He's martial arts Columbo. You know, he's going to show up and do something. <laughs> it's just waiting for him to show up and do it, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Right. In the story, he's either dead and waiting to be resurrected or he's in the bathroom. And like, we just got to wait for him to show up. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, when Columbo shows up, then the mystery's already solved. He just it's just waiting for him to figure it out. But yeah, like, I like that, too, though. I mean, Toriyama has obviously enough charisma and charm to, you know, continue to pull that off in the fact that it is just how is Goku going to win? It's never about will he lose this one? 
So right, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's still a compelling narrative, despite that's like, well, there's not going to be any guessing here of like what's going to mm-hmm. happen. No, yeah. it, it it is always weirdly never not fun watching Goku just beat up a bunch of guys, <laughs> and then him go, yeah, it was about like six punches and four kicks. <laughs> like he was running a he was keeping a running tally, which was amazing for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's he's that he's that good. That's no like Aster. Like, what did you do? He's like, oh, you mean like what I do? Like six punches and four kicks <laughs> like he had to think about it for a second mm-hmm. which he which he still has to count on his fingers yeah <laughs> that too yeah if we're like older goku like man i'm really losing my prime <laughs> i would have been able to kick those guys like seven times when i was younger <laughs> seven thousand times <laughs> <laughs> it would have been over nine thousand if i were old and younger back in my young days man <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I don't know if there's like a whole – oh, actually, um, I almost forgot. I do love the bit where Goku gets ready and he runs out of the house in no winter <laughs> clothes and then he immediately comes back. <laughs> yeah, that's just classic Toriyama. I love that so much. Especially when Snow's mother is like, oh, I, I wonder if we'll ever see him again. Then he's immediately back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love it's the exact same, like, you know, he's wearing a new outfit, but there's the same animation of him running out of the house and just, like, doing his war shout as he's, like, yeah. running across. Like, that's hilarious <laughs> and adorable, and I love it. Savage little monkey. And what, what a perfect excuse for a costume change, you know? Even if it's just for one episode, it's like, it feels more iconic, to me does it feel like that to you guys that snow outfit yeah it definitely feels yeah. like oh yeah that's something i see him in uh plenty of times like I'm yeah s- but it's just the one episode yeah. <laughs> it's like what <laughs> it's it's weirdly <laughs> iconic yeah you just that you just you just hear in the distance <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going the other way if I ever heard hear that in my vicinity. Exactly. You are in trouble. Honestly, I would just snap my own neck. <laughs> I lock myself in the bathroom and just pray to God, whatever God. I mean, especially later, the things that he'll do to Murasaki, but we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, yeah, uh, Goku running through all the Red Ribbon Army goons to get to Muscle Tower is fun. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's fun seeing him use Nioibo uh, to, like, knock out multiple people at once and then just, like, <laughs> pole vault his way onto Muscle Tower. Yeah. Which is pretty that great. That exact scene was so cool. I used it, like, in one of my AMVs. I'm like, oh, this this has to go in. That that, that looks – that huge Nioibo just swinging around the entire, like, the, crushing the tanks and everything. Mm-hmm. Is awesome. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to bring up one other cute little piece of animation that I, I missed bringing up is that when he's back at Snow's place and he's going to explain the Dragon Balls, it's on top of like the fireplace, and he's just a little too short where he's got to like reach up a couple of times on his tiptoes to like get the ball out of the bag. I'm like, oh my god, so adorable! Like they didn't have to do oh, that. I missed that. They could have just. I didn't notice. He that. could have just reached up and grabbed it, but it was like, oh, I got it. Uh. Uh, okay now i got it <laughs> to show how tiny he yeah, is i love that exactly it's adorable and i love it such good attention to detail mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i i almost want to go back now and see some of the other aoshima episodes to see like you know because we were talking about how atmospheric some of the shots were and i feel like we've mentioned that a couple times on other episodes and i now i kind of wonder how many episodes were his because like having complete creative control of the episode i just wonder if that's just his style because you know with normal anime episodes like you get several different animators and it's hard to tell who did what but i mean he even supervised his own drawings which is just to say he corrected his own artwork so i i'm really interested in knowing like if we any other of the um atmospheric and sort of like things like that with like little touches like that if those were all episodes with completely him or if it was just like, it was a mixture of artists that we've just seen. 
Because this isn't this isn't the thing that like Toei still even does this now where you'll have one animator per episode. I mean on an episode. And it's not really and it sounds like it's a bad thing, but it's actually good because it means the schedule's really good that they have time for one person to do an episode by themselves. <laughs> so but yeah, I, I would I, I almost want to go back now and just kind of look at some of his past episodes that he did by himself. Yeah, because it's very charming and uh very competently drawn the whole time. So it's like, yeah, how did uh, all of his other episodes shape up, you know? Because it's uh, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, But I guess we can move on to episode 36, which uh, is basically Goku in Muscle Tower and he eventually gets to fight Sergeant Metallic or as the Viz translation of the manga refers to him as just full metal jacket. Oh, metal jacket. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yep. (laughs) Why did we do that? That's not even a reference kids would get. Like, (laughs) come on. I I don't even get it. (laughs) <laughs> well, Doug, there was a movie back in the old days called uh, about the army. It's called Full Metal Jacket. What does that have to do with uh, Sergeant Metallic? Nothing. He's metal, I guess, <laughs> and they decided that's a good enough pull. No, 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 no. He's he's made of metal, and he's clearly wearing a jacket. Jacket. Oh, mm-hmm. oh man, those clever guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it match it matches the mouth flaps of uh, the characters when they talk about him. So <laughs> done deal. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to go on a whole rant, but I appreciate Viz's work on Dragon Ball, but I got to say, man, I would really love it if they just went back and just redid the thing from scratch, but I know they'll probably never do it. It's fine. No, unfortunately. Um, But anyway, I I think literally the first note I took and uh, Sakaki and I were both uh, furiously laughing about this over Discord uh, is the fact that, um, you know, obviously White is like watching uh, the entire fight between Goku and Metallic. And around the beginning of that fight is when, like, Murasaki comes in, and he he doesn't, like, walk in. He has to do his, like, stupid ninja bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he's twice as long <laughs> to get there. Just... <laughs> I, I had to pause. I was losing my mind. Like, why can't you just walk over there like a normal person? <laughs> and he also didn't even sneak up on White, because White's like, hey, what's up? Without even looking at him. <laughs> it's foreshadowing. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that's actually great that, yeah, he's like not, <laughs> he's not quite all there. That is kind of good foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see like a version of a version of white where like like maybe this is just something Murasaki does like daily and white's uh, just to the point where he's just again. like dude come <laughs> on just just walk in like a normal person every day with this bullshit he's just like rolling his eyes like yeah every day with this guy <laughs> God. I I mean I like, do kind of like them being together to watch this so then it's not just white talking to yeah. himself yeah mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. I mean, and like when Colton and I were kind of just talking about it, I'm like, uh, I was like Musashi's expressions. Like I was ca- screen capping them as you know, <laughs> because like they're they're so they're so nondescript, so they're easy to miss. But I like uh, I'll have to put it up in the chat later because like he did he did this one that looks like that surprise Pikachu meme, <laughs> <laughs> and. I took a picture of that while watching it. It was just, it's amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. That just becomes a sticker in our Discord chat. <laughs> <laughs> we need somebody to make us some emojis. Just <laughs> I'm on it. That's so that funny. would be pretty cool. Um, 
And also, Sakaki, I don't mean to, like, totally call you out, but I'm just going to nip this in the butt. You keep saying Musashi, and I really wanted to say Go something. Ahead. I, you know what? I can't. I don't <laughs> care, because, like, I'm, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I, That's just Marusaki get... uh, slang, you know, sped up a little bit. They're yeah, just good friends, and he just likes to be called Musashi. <laughs> Saki. He just calls him Saki at the end of it. Saki. Look, look, look. In, in Sakaki's defense... I was pretty bad last episode about uh, referring to Silver as Commander Red because Silver has red hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, they're all okay. Fine. Murasaki doesn't have purple hair, so true. Just... But but his ninja outfit's purple. Okay. I, I just I just call him Tao Pai Pai. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you will not slander my boy like that. No. <laughs> No, that's my boy. You can't. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, Sakaki. I'm not. I'm not literally going to do that every time you call Musashi. <laughs> I, I mean, th- it's fair because I should really know. I watched the episodes and I should really know. So it's like I, I can't even be mad. Well, if you're going to call him out, I want to call out White because as soon as Goku enters Muscle Tower and he's up against these regular normie goons, and you can always you can clearly hear White talking to them through the microphone. Why doesn't White tell them? Hey, don't underestimate this kid. He just took out everyone outside. <laughs> he just lets true. them like go up to him and just let the shit get, get kicked out of them. It's- Maybe the people inside are like are like superior to the other men. I don't I don't know what I don't know what like the hierarchy of all the like goons are. It's just bad organizational management, and that's kind it of is. been their downfall through the whole series. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I just look at it, I just took it from a point of view where he's like, hey, Hey, um, Murasaki, check this, check this shit out. Look what he's gonna do. Holy shit! <laughs> he, like, he called him over like, bro, 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 watch this kid whoop their asses. Hold on. <laughs> I love that headcanon. That's, that's gonna be amazing. Oh, did you see that? He snapped Johnson's neck. I fucking hate Johnson. <laughs> I fucking hate Johnson. Give him this stupid fucking little knife thing and he's all badass. <laughs> Like, like, just like the late for work again. Will you? Oh, late for work. That'll be the last time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so evil. Can I? I'm not sure. Did you guys pause it at all when Metallic was scanning Goku? Yes. Inability to neutralize alien. Unable to clarify like how to do it. Like this is so great. Intense just, accidental foreshadowing. I just, I just <laughs> love how part of his like retinal scans. Like, look, alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, to- Toei Toei knew ahead of time. I'm, they did. Toriyama didn't, but Toei certainly did. Oolong knew. <laughs> Oolong knew. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a long time ahead. <laughs> I was telling uh, Colton my head cannon was just like Toriyama got drunk at like a bar one day, and he actually did outline everything, and then completely forgot about it. And Toei's like, yeah. And he's like, and he's just drawing. He's like, yeah. Toei will never believe this. Yeah, guys. Hey, remember? <laughs> he's like, wait. How did you guys all? Huh. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> you, do you guys want to tell him? No, nah, it's funnier this way. Let's just make him think he didn't come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Toriyama can only write and plan out manga when he's drunk. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it, it's, like, it's like how some people drive better when they're drunk. Uh, pro- probably not. <laughs> I don't probably, think that's hopefully a thing. Not. <laughs> not enough uh, tests to go throughout that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not testing it out. Um. Let's let's have let's have Johnson test it out. <laughs> yeah, Johnson, <laughs> fucking hate jerk. that guy. I, I think you guys need more some more love and peace. Peace, peace. <laughs> All the peace in this on these four episodes are so great. Yeah. Oh my god. Especially thinking like it, it's the ter- the Terminator saying peace. To, 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 to <laughs> yeah, peace. Complete irony. <laughs> <laughs> Your peace. Um, no, I, I, no, I. 
that 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 did, that did make me chuckle. It's so it's so great. Um, we're kind of all over the place, but I do want to go back really quickly to um to Goku fighting off the rest of the goons. I do love the little detail of like when Goku like hits one of them, they like become really static and kind of fall back. Like it's clearly like. <laughs> I, I think I think they're clearly like trying to save on animation a little bit, but it's still like a really funny detail that like adds to the impact, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, you take those shortcuts and they're inadvertently hilarious. Yeah. Like I think they literally do that same kind of stuff in like um off the top of my head, uh kill a kill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was the first one that came to my mind too. Um so it's 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 a it's a nice funny detail that doesn't like immediately come off as cheap, which is nice, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, no, th- that that stuff was pretty good. Uh, and then we do get to the Goku versus Sergeant Metallic fight. And um, this is around the point where I start to have thoughts on the pacing, pacing a bit, issues. a little bit. Because like, yeah. here's the thing. I, mm, I, I feel like with this fight, I'm kind of mixed because like, you know, kind of like skimming through the manga portion of this arc or whatever, um, like re- reading through the manga. I mean, obviously, like the, the manga is so good because like, Toriyama knows how to pace his fights and they all happen like so fast but like they're so readable at the same time like you're never confused about like what just happened because like he's just such a genius and he knows what he's doing or whatever yeah but I feel like because you know they probably have to like only cover so much per episode and like try to fill in so much per episode that like I don't know it's weird because like I feel like this fight should happen faster but at the same time like Metallic is this like big hulking dude that like of course like he's gonna move a little slower so I guess some things are gonna take a little longer actually because of like the sheer mass of him but at the same time it's like there are some parts of this fight that like I just think should happen a little faster. Well how would you compare it to like the path to power version of that fight like because that was definitely a lot quicker. You missed the ending comedy bit where it's his battery's dead, but... See, I, I haven't seen Path to Power in a while, so I, I can't really speak on that, unfortunately. Mm. Randy? Uh, the last time we watched it was a year ago, and I... Oh, yeah. Has still been a year. <laughs> still don't recall <laughs> exactly, like... I mean, I feel like this one, like, the fight does go on. I think it's because of the multiple times of, it's over. Well, not really. That's what it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Just the multiple fake-outs, and it's just like, all right. Yeah, being jerked around a couple of times. But I mean, which, on one hand, I kind of get that, hey, this is a great way, this is a great time to build upon this, because obviously they're running on the de- on the whole thing of, like, we can't catch up to the manga. And this is a robotic villain, so, like, he's not going to get tired, he's not... And which they milk the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And I think that that's what they they were going for, but unfortunately, it would have been one thing if, like, Goku's punching him or whatever, and he just keeps moving... But the, yeah, I agree with the idea that he falls down and then he gets back up. And, well, that's, I guess, fine if Goku does it. <laughs> I guess it's the, the Shonen double standard. <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> yeah. so much fun when it's the villain that does it over and over again. Then it gets boring. But when it's the hero, it's like, yeah, and you get more hyped. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just feel like that was probably the thought behind this. Like a blood, blood and flesh opponent you'd expect them to just go down yeah. and not lose their head and get back up again see the I, I think my least favorite part of this fight is around the beginning where like metallic throws a punch and goku disappears and goku comes down from the ceiling to like land on metallic's shoulder to like punch him because in the manga that's a great like quick moment but like they feel the need to like because the way the scene plays out is that like goku falls from the ceiling 
He lands on his shoulder, but then we have to, like, cut back to, like, White and Murasaki's reaction before he can, like, throw the punch. And I think that just kind of, oh. like, that just really interrupts the flow of that bit for me. And it just, like, mm, weirdly, yeah. it weirdly, like, stalls that moment. And I, it just kind of took me out of it. Like, all that, that should have happened faster. Like, save, save, save the reaction for, like, after the punch. Like, I just feel like... It breaks the flow of that action scene. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, th- th- I think that was, like, my least favorite part of this entire scene. I guess everything else is fine. But, again, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, th- as much as I really want it to, the anime's never going to be the manga. If I want the manga, I'll just read the manga, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the amount of times I've always just, like, while watching these episodes, I'm like, oh, I just want to read the manga instead because the pacing <laughs> just way better. And, then like, it, it's it's weird because the joke at the end of his battery dying works because we've been watching it for, like, a half hour. Yeah, because you have that extra like, buildup. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't work because it's not as quick and, like, as, as quippy. Yeah, it's not as funny when they're like, oh, we have not charged him since last spring. Yeah, you know? it, just feels like, like, it, it feels like a mistake that's lame as opposed to like a funny, oh, his battery's dead. That's hilarious. Moving on, you know. <laughs> I still laughed at that punchline, though. Oh, it's so good. It's another great example of like Toriyama's very dry humor. Like, oh, he ran out of batteries. And that's and that's <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> that's as much that's as much like revelation as you get with that moment. The thing that had me laughing the hardest, though, is after his batteries are dead and Goku's just, like, coming up to him and just kicking him a whole bunch of times to see if he's actually <laughs> turned off. Now, granted, I was watching at 1.2 times speed, so it was even more hilarious. It's like, clink, 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 clink. Well, because Goku's not sure what a robot is at all at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, he's only met one, and that robot was kind of an asshole. I need to go over there, then go. There was, <laughs> well, there was there was that robot, and then there was technically the robot that um, she was piloting like way earlier when they when they get the oh. get their Dragon Ball stolen. But yeah, if, but who, who's keeping track? Not Goku. I mean, he, he basically he hasn't had a good track record of robots so far. So. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. No, <laughs> it's not. As time goes on, it gets worse. Some would say. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, other than that, I think the fight is okay. Like, I'm I'm glad that they, like, kept it all to just this episode. I would have been really annoyed if they dragged this out over two episodes for some reason. Yeah. Oh, I would have rioted in the streets. <laughs> 30 years later, Randy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did finally just watch this show all the way through for the first time last year. So yeah, it would have been like, yeah, uh, 35 years too late. <laughs> How dare they? Oh, man. Um. I mean, you, you could tell that, like, even though they still kept this fight all to one episode, they, they still have to, like, kind of pad it out, especially since, like, because you get a lot of extra stuff at the end where, like, Goku's using his Nioibo to, like, stab him. And then, like, he, he just launches himself through his chest like he would, like, he'll just do with King Piccolo later. <laughs> I mean, overall, I don't know if I have, like, a whole lot else to, um, okay, no, there's actually, a, I, I like the moment in particular where, like, Goku uses the Kamehameha, and he blows off his head, and Goku's like, oh, shit, did I kill him? Yeah, did <laughs> yeah. I do too much? <laughs> I mean, not that it'll matter later when he's clearing out the entire army headquarters, like, yeah, it's a little bit of murder is fine, just as a treat. But is, is this his first time <laughs> murdering someone? Or at least thinking he did? Hmm. I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, they're yeah, more or less. Like, every other fight he's been in, although he hasn't held back, like, the person's been around, I guess. They, he hasn't decapitated anyone yet. That That's pretty right. clearly. Right. Right. You never forget your first time decapitating. <laughs> decapitating. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, like every man. other time, he just kind of punches a guy and they fall over, and it's just kind of like, hey, he'll get up. He's fine. <laughs> but, but a head being ripped off, that's... Hmm. Hmm. That's, <laughs> that's going to leave some scars. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Um, two quick things I want to point out before we like completely move away from this fight. Um, I think one of the only other moments that I don't think was very well represented was specifically around the point where his head is off and he throws like a rocket punch at Goku, which, you know, that's pretty cool and everything. But I feel like compared to the manga, I don't know if that particular attack like like I, I feel like there's no weight behind that attack like it feel especially yeah. with like the sound effects because it just kind of feels like it just bounces off of goku like it's all like like a like a big bouncy thing that doesn't actually hurt you like mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if there's like enough weight behind that attack to make me feel feel like oh man he just got punched or whatever yeah like you know? it kind yeah. of should have been more iconic like we should have remembered the rocket punch happened but i don't recall the rocket punch being a move until seeing it Maybe if it had like like flames at the at the back of it, like as it was uh, uh falling off of Goku, it just kind of looks like a, a a hand just falling over after it punched Goku, and it just kind of felt lackluster animation wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then same thing with the sound effects. It does kind of just seem like did it, he just get hit by a beach ball? Like is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is so weird because like there's also a moment later that I don't think is in the manga, not that I remember, uh, where like. He just gets like stepped on by Metallic. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it just turns into like a Looney Tunes gag where he just gets like flat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- so there's like weird stuff like that where it's like, I don't know if we're supposed to like think like, oh, he's real danger or if we're still supposed to be like, oh, this is still also kind of a cartoon world. I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. It's, a, it's tonal whiplash for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the manga is a little more consistent with that. Um, at least I feel I feel so anyway. Yeah, um, no, yeah, totally. Um, but I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with this episode before we move on? Or uh, I think that pretty much cleared out all of my notes. Yeah, that, that's my thoughts on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, we can just move on to episode thirty-seven and and thirty-eight because I think this is the highlight of this batch of episodes. Is Goku's fight with Murasaki? Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I have a lot of notes on this one, and they are <laughs> <laughs> uh, spicy. We'll say. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of lead us into that, Randy, because um, I, I will say overall, I'm very mixed on this because, mm, how, how do I put this? I like these two episodes in particular. I think they're the best part of this batch. And I still think a lot of the jokes actually land pretty well. But it's also one of those things where like, again, the, like the snappiness of Toriyama's manga just isn't really here most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Because because they do stretch this out over like two episodes, unfortunately, and I'm really wondering if maybe they could have done this in just one. Like I feel the best parts that Toei will do for um, at least dragging things out is for fights, I suppose, because that's like all right, fine, the the fight continues. But if it's comedy, you're really kind of missing uh, what it's got on offer. So it's like they should have just had more filler stuff if they were having trouble with the schedule. Yeah, because comedy is all timing, and to mess yeah. with that just ruins the entire joke. Or if you have the joke go on too long, you know? Yeah. Okay, so maybe you have this thing in your notes, Randy, but I do want to bring up a really good example of this. One that, like, I again, I think this is the bit that really bothered me the most. Everything else I was, like, mostly okay with. But, like, uh, the, the bit where Goku first enters Murasaki's part of the muscle tower, which, by the way, he has a really impressive, like, room. It's just, like, a full forest with, like, a lake and everything. It's kind of cool. I, I don't know how he maintains this. The feng shui is beautiful well, in there. There's a secret for how he maintains it. Oh, he has four helpers. Yeah, exactly. It's not just him. <laughs> I, I guess that's true, actually. Um, 
just just real quick, anybody else going to comment on the like the fists of the North Star rechecks he killed? Thank in, you. In oh I actually God. have that right here. Rosaki's cyborg opponent looks straight out of Fist of the North oh, Star. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they like they don't look like Dragon Ball mooks at Not all. They look so unique. Like I, I will admit, I just started reading Fist of the North Star like a month ago, literally. But like, <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind when I was watching this. I'm just like, we were making jokes about it earlier, and now it's like it actually happened. Where like, I, I just feel like somebody totally just got them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've never really sat and watched or read Fist of the North Star, but I saw him like, that's a Fist of the North Star, dude. If I've ever seen one, <laughs> oh, Randy, Randy, you should though. <laughs> I, it's on my shelf. I'll get to it. It's like, look at these claws. This thing, these things are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that—that that was a cool montage, like trying to build up Murasaki, like because he—he's just like slicing dudes in half, and it's just—it's yeah. kind of cool, actually. <laughs> Merely sets him up as a threat, and then, oops, never mind. No, it, it is a good way to kind of build him up, and then it's like, oh, he's—he's he's kind of a goofball. Like I'm, I'm fine with that actually, personally. But um, the thing I was gonna bring up though, in terms of the comedy, and I think like to me, the biggest offender about um the way they adapted this fight is specifically around the point where Goku comes into his lair and, you know, they do the thing where, like, Murasaki keeps, like, you know, basically he's, like, hiding from Goku. And in the manga, you know, it's a very quick thing of, like, oh, like, how how are you going to find me? I'm a ninja, so you can't find me. And then Goku just throws a rock, and that's how he finds Murasaki. (laughs) And it's it's a great quick gag. But they drag it out in the anime, like, so long. He's, like, watching him through the trees. I timed this. It was literally almost like a minute and a half of just like oh Murasaki just like swing, swinging around trees. Like it kind of reminded me of the bit from like One Punch Man where like Saitama's fighting Sonic and like Sonic is just like running around the forest like all around Saitama until like he punches him in the nuts basically. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a less cool version of that. Like they, they took this really quick, nice, funny gag and turned it into just like a straight battle moment and I, I don't yeah. like that personally. But when you drag it out, it's like, oh, Goku just kind of like he learned his patterns and then did this, did that. No, in the manga, it feels like Murasaki is just a goofball idiot who's doing it wrong. Goku's just like, yeah, you're right there. Boom. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's. I think this is this is one of my least favorite moments in this entire fight. That and the – I remember the, the flag gag being a lot funnier, but I think that's just the manga. And again, the timing of it where he's holding up the flag backwards to cover himself behind a tree. And yeah, that falls flat in the anime. Yeah. That's interesting. I I don't know. I still thought it was funny personally. That still got a good laugh out of me, but it's it's not it's not the biggest laugh that I got out of these episodes. I will say mm-hmm. that. No, I will I will say that the one scene where like he's behind Goku with a sword and Goku and then Goku turns around, he's like, oh shit, and they both like um leap away from each other. I will say that got a laugh out of me. Just just the, that <laughs> one was an example of just how like the suddenness actually was. It it played into the humor. Because like, especially since he's got he's got his sword over his head, and then you could and you see from his expression, he was like truly not expecting Goku to like turn around in that second, and the, the reaction of both of them was great. But yeah, I think overall, especially, I mean, I probably have less spice than you guys since I I again <laughs> haven't read the manga before going into this, and maybe I should. But yeah, I I didn't mind a lot of it, although. I mean, I watched a lot of this dub and this, and that was almost a completely different show. But I'll get to that. <laughs> actually, actually, let's let's get into that really quickly because I was gonna bring up because um, honestly, 
What I kind of wish they would have done if they were just going to drag out the stone throw gag in the first place, because they still they still do that. But they also have the moment where they also have this moment that's not in the manga where I think Murasaki's like still trying to hide amongst the trees and he drops like a picture that I think he clearly took of like two Kunoichi ninja girls like changing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so there's that. I also want to say, he's got a thing for that, because that's the picture he drops there, and then when Goku's in his little hut, there's a there's frame a picture, picture of, of a like ninja lady. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. No, I think it's the same the same one. I think the blonde girl. I think it was the same I ninja. Think, I think so, too. I didn't really get a chance to, like, really check, but I think it is, maybe. But, um... <laughs> I didn't... Yeah, I didn't, maybe. Yeah, sure. Are these <laughs> his co-workers? Because that's sexual harassment, and that's super not cool, dude. You know, what if it is? What if What if they're, like, famous ninjas that are, like, his oh. idol and idols and stuff like that? But, I mean, can you really be a famous ninja? That kind of purpose? <laughs> so, so here, here's the thing with that, right? Like, honestly, this feels like a very Toriyama gag where it's like, oh, I'm a sneaky ninja, and so, of course, I'm going to use my powers to be, like, a peeping Tom. So, I, I guess that's in line with the source material, but I also don't really want to think about Murasaki being a peeping Tom, because it is like, uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's not something that was in the manga, and it just kind of feels like a weird addition at the same time. But um, actually, Sakaki, Sakaki mentioned he was watching the dub a bit earlier. There's a really great, like, throwaway line in the dub if you want to talk about that, Sakaki. Yes, yes. Like, uh, okay, so I'll, I accidentally started the episode dubbed, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go with it. And I was watching it. And I was talking to my girlfriend at the same time. And then I just heard White say, is that what you call showing my sister a good time? And I'm like, what the <gasps> fuck? <laughs> so, like, I go back to, so I had the episode minimized. And then I just go back to him. I'm like, where the fuck did that what? come from? And I rewind it a bit. And it's the part where he, you know, like, Goku discovers the pictures. I'm like, are you, is Funimation implying that Murasaki's banging White's sister? Is that what that's <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I told Colton and then, like, it's just silent for a while, then Colton watches it. He's like, all right, yeah, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> oh, what if Murasaki's like his brother-in-law now? He's like, ugh, this guy, I can't stand him. Now he's my brother-in-law. Yeah, that's where he has to like, put up with him. Like, yeah, go fight him, I guess. Yeah, I have to give you a job because you've been out of work because you're a terrible ninja, but I owe this to my sister. <laughs> that makes the eye roll, oh, this guy again. So much more hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just, and I remember telling Colton, but I mean, I appreciate Funimation for having the Dragon Balls. <laughs> to put that into this, the script but it's just well, it's weird my head that, now so i mean <laughs> it's just weird because of course since that's not what happened in the japanese version at all like white just kind of rolls over it and it just goes on to the next scene but i'm just like i was telling colton like i'd have a little bit more of a visceral reaction if my like co-worker is <laughs> dating my sister and has lewd pictures of her that he's just hanging on to <laughs> that's a really so, funny joke <laughs> uh, Murasaki and um, and White are just roommates at Muscle Tower, and this is the thing that breaks them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can deal with that guy in small doses, but I'm stuck in this tower with this jerk and Johnson to make it even worse. <laughs> you know, and you, you know. Now we we could have. Re- I, I just want that going back to the previous episode, just real quick. I I want there to be a throwaway gag where, like, well, I mean, Johnson was running charge of re- of um recharging the robot. Well, go get. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Maybe we should have stopped this kid sooner. <laughs> Randy, you're you're the artist out of all of us for it. You need to start. Yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. You need to start doing like comics of these. I would. I. I, 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 oh, I'll commission I you. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me another spicy picture of uh, White Sister, please. 
can do, good buddy. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched kind of both. I watched in both ways, subbed and dubbed after that, because I was just like, um, the whoever uh, Murasaki's dub actor is, he like nails a lot of it. it he's really his. I mean, I mm. will say though, the very thick, kind of like racist Japanese little, accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides that, he's funny, right? Yeah, he fits the tone with with what's going on. Yeah, I mean, Alno does a good job too. Not, that's not to say that he doesn't. Although it's funny to think about later, he'll come back as King Piccolo. I, I kind of wonder if just Alno's like, no, I don't do bit parts. I want to be back in the show as somebody serious. Well, there is this Piccolo dude that yeah, <laughs> that's me. I'll do that guy. <laughs> so does that play off of like the dirty magazines that are underneath his floorboards? Like that that's in the manga, right? Um no, actually. I actually thought they were, but I looked through the manga and like I I couldn't find that bit. So Ah, so they made him a pervert just in the anime. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Huh, interesting. Um, it's definitely an interesting choice. I, I will say we that. We haven't had Roshi enough in this arc, so we've got to have another <laughs> pervert so we can make perv yeah. jokes. Oh, man. We've got this whole stack of Roshi jokes, and he's not around this whole time. What are we going to do with these? <laughs> what if the ninja was a weird guy? The ninja could be, yeah. But no, speaking of the floorboards, I love that gag where he's like using them as shields for Goku throwing uh, ninja stars at him, and then he just runs out and it hits him right in the forehead. That That's a funny gag. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's still pretty good. And it's funny because, like, in the dub, they actually, it, it's actually almost the same joke. It's just that the thing that they do is what we're complaining about that Toei does with the pacing, which is like he keeps complaining about it in the background. Because, like, in the Japanese version, you know, he says, Oh, I should have made my house bigger. <laughs> so I had more mats. And then Goku's just kind of looking at him like, Huh. And then in the English one, it's like you can hear him in the background. They told me to buy more, so like, but I said, No, I was being cheap. <laughs> this is what I get for doing. And he's like, The whole time he's complaining about this, which. It was funny for a little bit, but then it kind of got grating after that. So <laughs> it's 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 funny dub like it feels like it fits with the dub tone, but not so much with the Japanese tone. Mm-hmm. No, th- that happens a lot with the dub with these. I mean, which I I still enjoyed it, and it's a thing with like Funimation. I feel like in general is like they do really good with like comedy dubs. So when Dragon Ball's a comedy. <laughs> It's really good because they have this really snarky tone for a lot of their dubs. I think it's just like um, American comedy versus Japanese comedy. Yeah, like we're used to that kind of the one that dub uses. No, for yeah. sure. So uh, it, it fits perfectly with that with that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to say something, Randy? Yeah, I wanted to talk about what happens after he is search. Well, during his search for Murasaki when he's hiding, and uh, he comes across him, you know, under the water with his like snorkel bamboo. Yeah, and. Goku's first idea is like, well, what if I go get this piping hot tea kettle? And I pour it right down there. And my note is just all caps. Goku is the most evil person the in the world. Evil. Pouring that hot water down his tube. Pure of heart, my ass. Like that is just being like, he's like, okay, clearly he's down there. But what if like I tried to drown him and also burned his With mouth? Hot water burned his throat. throat in the it's esophagus. The most savage scene in all of Dragon Ball and that that's that's it. You know, the way I remembered that scene was being that Goku was so naive. He didn't know he was down there. He just saw like a the straw sticking out and was like, oh, I, I need to fix it. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Oh, I need, I need to, to water the fishes. I need to water the fishes. So I'm going to get this water and pour it down and not knowing that he hurt Murasaki. But yeah, oh my God, he went for murder at that point. <laughs> yeah. He chose violence. Yeah, it was intentional. <laughs> no, that's kind of, that's pretty fucked up actually um you just wouldn't have a mouth after that no it's it's done you're done there's you're not gonna do anything after that (laughs) 
You are never opening your mouth again. <laughs> Although he does make funny things with his mouth right afterwards, and they're like, they're going to race. And I just lost it when Murasaki took off, and it's just, like, he's got to make the noises as he runs. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, I, I laughed at that, too. Um, I just, I just like in general how, like, even kind of before all that, um, I just like how, like, it just kind of turned into, like, this funny game of hide-and-seek. And, like, Goku's a dumb kid, so he can't count past 18. (laughs) And, like, he looks back, like, hey, what comes after 18? And Murasaki's like, dude, why are you blind? Stop. This is not how you play hide and seek. And he has to, like, teach him how to count. (laughs) And even Murasaki's just like, there you go. You got it. Like, it turns into a nice, sweet moment of just this, like, just this guy just teaching this kid how to count. It's so funny. Which surprises me because, like, later on, I'm like, oh, Goku uh, knows math because he's like, as he's taking down the Murasaki brothers, he's like, okay, three down, two left. Like, I'm like, whoa, Goku, that's advanced mm. math for you, buddy. <laughs> this is this is how he learns math, through fighting. Through fighting, yeah. Exactly. That, that's how he learns literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, going through the uh, androids later, he's like, okay, so 17 and 18, and for them comes 19 and 20. Thanks, Murasaki. Um <laughs> That's actually a, a line that I wanted to screen cap because it's literally Marsaki teaching Goku how to count. And he says, like, first is 17, then 18, then 19. Like, it's like, whoa, he's telling the future to Goku right now <laughs> about the androids. Although it happens in reverse order where he fights 19 and 20 first right, and then right. 17 and 18. But yeah, it's... They threw a curveball at him and he still got it. That that's Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's more of he was like Toriyama was drunk and wrote down everything that's going to happen, forgot it, but it's still subconsciously in there as he's writing. <laughs> he's just getting ideas for for Dragon Ball the, the that Z saga, and then just flips to, through this, this page of the book. Yeah, that line will do. Let me work off of that. Yep, he's an alien. Um, seventeen, eighteen. Whenever should make the android seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, um, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but um. Sergeant Metallic kind of makes me think that he's like a prototype of what 16 will be. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a big hulky robot sort of type. With the rocket punch. With the rocket punch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just I just mean, saying, just yeah, saying. that makes um, sense. You, you, you mentioned Sasaki's, or Sasaki, um, Murasaki's um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> earlier. I, I, I think, uh, if we haven't mentioned it already, Takeshi Aono, who... For those who don't know, Will eventually go on to voice Kami later. Uh, he also, I guess, before he passed away, unfortunately, in 2012, he was the voice of uh, of Mihawk in One Piece. Oh, wow. So, obviously, he's such a great actor. And I, I, I've i never really... I'm not used to hearing him in, like, a more comedic role. I'm... Well, actually, I guess that's not true, because he also voices uh, Gengai in, uh, in Gintama. Oh, yeah. So, there's yes, that. But, um... Yes. I really loved Aono's Aono's performance while like he he tries to talk to he tries to like yell at Goku while like his tongue's burning like hey what is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> um I also like his little hey come on as he <laughs> as he, like right before they start to race yeah. I lost my shit at that <laughs> that was good although I was still upset at Goku for the the water thing so then I wrote here Goku deserved to step on those spurs like you know what he <laughs> He did some bad shit. Uh, but then that cute victory dance, forget it. I forgive all of his sins. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Oh, I died. It was so cute. Look, I couldn't you know, handle it anymore. As much as we can say that, like, the anime does kind of hinder, like, the comedic timing of the original manga around here, there's still, like, some really funny stuff in this episode. Like, uh, I guess we might as well just get to it. Um, 
you know, Goku stealing the wooden sandals to walk over the caltrops is I, I I love how he just like he steps on them and first off like he make he makes all these like really great facial expressions that I definitely that I definitely screen capped and sent <laughs> over to Sakaki because they were great. I can I can confirm this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then um he he just like runs back to his bathroom, steals the wooden sandals, and then it's off to the races again. And then um oh what what else was I gonna say um. They, they, I mean, honestly, they, they spend, like, so much time in this episode just running and running. And honestly, I kind of liked a lot of it, especially, like, the faster they started running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> and then we eventually get to the point where um, Murasaki jumps up. He's about to slice Goku. And then Goku, you think he's going to, like, defend himself with Nuoibo. And then he just sticks Nuoibo into the ground. And then Murasaki, his butt lands right on the oibo and it's just stuck in his butt. Oh my god, and you feel it, man. Oh man, that the poor guy. The sounds from both languages at that point, like the sounds yeah. he was making, that was real pain. That was. <laughs> that was acting. And you know what? R- R- Randy brought up a good point. Goku is clearly not pure of heart, because he enjoys <laughs> Murasaki's pain a little too much. <laughs> he said, look, we, we both have tails now. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that was spite. That was 100%. You made me run around today sir so i'm going to make you my bitch (laughs) oh my god and and you know honestly i think this is one of the few times where like i feel like the like padding of the episode didn't bother me too much because like we get so much time with just him like running around in pain and then like smack smacking the pole up against the tree and hurting him more (laughs) and then i think one of the best comedy bits from that is uh goku yanks it out and there's just a quick shot of just white just silently watching like oh god (laughs) this is actually happening first of all this is horrifying second of all this is the man who i was counting on to stop this boy and look at what is happening <laughs> i'm sure in other people's head cannons he's probably turned on <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying i'm not saying that's what i'm thinking <laughs> for the record that was colton who went there not randy <laughs> that's colton that went there. <laughs> i mean no it's it's fine we're all Randy little asses here. Um, <laughs> it's like, that's from my sister. <laughs> I, I, I do want to comment just real, real <laughs> I do want to comment just real, real quick about the animation when they're like running. Like, oh, yeah. Um, before, like, this, that shot was amazing. And, like, we've, Colton and I have mentioned it a couple times in the past that despite the, how old this show is, when the animation hits, it holds up even now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a specific moment where, like, it's a, it's a shot of Murasaki running through the trees and he kind of like slices one of them to like get out yeah. of his way. And then there's another shot of like Goku kind of like swinging from tree to tree. Like th- yes. those shots in particular, yes. like I think those were like the best looking shots in the episode, honestly. Yes. And I mean, and even little things like before Murasaki sliced a tree, he tripped slightly. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, I, I love little things like that. And the fact that, yeah, like... Yeah, he, like, jumps over a branch, nearly falls, then cuts the other ones, and then, like, yeah, Goku's, like, it, it was it was so good, especially since you don't see that kind of, like, um angle used much in anime, where it's, like, the yeah. character's running at you, <laughs> or, well, not, I won't even just limit to anime, you don't see that much in, like, animated work, so, like, I, I was really happy to see that. Yeah, it's really eye-catching, and you're like, oh, this is different. No, it was pretty good. Um... But basically, the episode ends with, like, Murasaki bringing out his, like, boomerang shuriken. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess that's what you would call it. Um, And then uh, he throws it at Goku. Obviously, it misses him. 
um, I, I forget exactly what Murasaki says, but I, I do like the bit where Goku's like, hey, you lied and that's bad. And then Murasaki tries to like one of him is like, well, does it matter? This is literally a life or death battle. And Goku's like, huh, never thought of it that way. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> just so matter of factly. I was watching it though. I'm just like, I'm thinking about like, we were all, we were, we were discussing how Goku just comes off as really despiteful little gremlin child. Like, like in the dub, his, his like acting, the, the, the acting matches that. Cause he's very cocky the whole time. But then like they had, they kept that one line though, where he says like, you lied to me. That's bad. <laughs> and it just came off like I, I when we were discussing it in the Discord, I was just like this Goku seems like yeah, it seems like a little gremlin. And then he read that line, I'm like no, never mind, he's still Goku, even in English. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the episode ends on like another weird thing where it's like, oh no, is Goku dead? Goku's dead. Oh no, I guess you'll have to find out next week. <laughs> That's when you remember it's for kids. Like the the, the show is just for kids and. We we have that insecurity when we're that young, like oh, is he going to be dead? What are they going to do now? We don't, we can't we don't know storytelling that well. No, exactly. Um, but it, it's so weird because like episode thirty seven covers literally, it, it's so close to covering both chapters, but it covers like a chapter in ten pages, and like the latter chapter that they're covering, like that's like the thing the chapter ends on is like Goku being hit with the boomerang shuriken and then him getting up and you know, Murasaki reacts to it, and that's the end of the chapter. So so it's kind of weird that they would leave it off on another cliffhanger where it's like, oh no, Goku's maybe dead, but you'll have to wait until next week to find out. Like it's, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. I'd say that's the worst pacing. <laughs> yeah. That's like, it cuts the joke off. And then also it shows the next episode preview and he's clearly alive and ready to rock and roll. <laughs> so yeah. yeah so I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird that, like, they're trying to build up this tension that you're going to have to sit with all week. And then it it is really weird that they make you wait a whole week to see what the punchline is that you could probably see coming. I don't know. Well, I guess they saw the potential in, like, having to be able to stretch out the five Murasaki brothers into a whole episode. Like, they're like, oh, this this is a perfect scenario for us to stretch this out into a 20-minute episode. So they just took that instead. Yeah. I mean, unless you guys have anything to say about 37, we can we can just move on to 38. I'm ready to go forward. Let's do this. Yeah, ep- episode 38, this is definitely around the point where I was like, man, I kind of wish they just did this all in one episode. I think they probably could have done it. Yeah. Maybe. Especially since, like, episode 38, like, I mean, you're right. Th- like, there's literally only, like, um, because this is, this episode literally has, like, three gags. It has the tatami mat bit. It has the the bit where he like walks across the water, and then it has Murasaki's, I guess, Kagibushi no Jutsu, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> Shadow Clone Jutsu, um, and and that's basically it. Like that's basically what all this episode is up until the end, where like the anime decides to tease um, Android Eight coming up soon or whatever. And you know, like this is definitely around the point where you could tell, like, okay, they're really kind of stretching out for time because we give like we give like extra time to like Snow and her family. Yeah. That's like her father comes back after a hard day of looking for the Dragon Ball and he has to be like filled in on everything that's going on. And then we have to like really hype up Android 8 as like, oh, this mysterious monster that might be in Muscle Tower. How is Goku going to beat him? And then we even get like a bit with like the village chief, which is like the whole reason Goku's raiding Muscle Tower, where he's just kind of like, oh, I, I, I wonder what's going on. And then he finds out Goku's trying to save him. And he like strangles the guard that told him. He's like, what? He can't do that. What are you? you gotta- <laughs> like he starts freaking like, out. Oh boy. <laughs> 
Also, did you notice in in his his cell, he has a window with just bars. He must be freezing in there with a blizzard going on oh, nonstop. Yeah. Oh, that, that's got to fucking suck. Um, that's the first thing I noticed when I saw that. Like, that's just that's just bars there. There's no glass anywhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if you can say anything about the Red Ribbon Army, it's they know how to treat a prisoner. <laughs> but yeah no and the the weirdest part of that bit for me is like because uh, the village chief is like so distraught about this young kid possibly having to risk his life just to save him but like he still also has like this delicious food waiting for him he's kind of like i might as wait it's just it's just, yeah, it's just a weird change <laughs> and well at first she's like yeah I, I can't eat knowing there's someone out there it's like, yeah, no, it's it's food's here i might as well eat <laughs> I mean, I guess what else can he do? Yeah, he starts off like, you know, it doesn't, I, I get my people are out there, I'm stuck in here, and like, but there's a little boy here to save me, and he like, yeah, freaks out about that, and then like, he's like, well, but, I mean, somebody is coming, and it would be <laughs> a waste coffee smells good. Yeah, it'd be a <laughs> waste to not eat this. I mean, he might rescue me, who knows? There's a 50, 50 <laughs> yeah. percent chance here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then we, we mentioned the tatami mat bit earlier, which I still think is, I think it's done well enough. Um, you know, it's, it, I think it's still funny. I have a question. Sure. Why is each tatami mat only good for stopping one shuriken? Like, <laughs> that's what I thought too. I was like, you can't, why are you throwing it away? There, there's, there's no rule that says like, oh, once you use that tatami mat once, you gotta throw it away. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Murasaki is clearly not the brightest crayon in the yeah. knife box. <laughs> yeah, that's but I think like that's what that works way better in the manga. Where like in the manga, he's probably doing it like so, so quickly that he's not thinking about it. But in the anime, it seems so slow that he has time to think about it, but he's not taking the time to think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. He really should have made sure there was no more than five shuriken at any time because he gives Goku six of them. And he's like, aha, I've got this. Oh, The way no. Goku throws that last one, too, is so perfect. He just tosses it with no shame or anything, just right to his forehead. Again, this boy has chosen violence and is not pure of heart at all. Uh, maybe, maybe Akuma was onto something. Yeah, mm. this is actually just a, a villain orange origin story. We don't even know. <laughs> oh man! And then we also get, like I said, we we get the bit of Murasaki like walking across the water. And then, like, <laughs> this is also something not from the manga, but we have to take the time to, like, explain to Goku what piranhas are. This is a very boring scene. <laughs> yeah. It is, but I will say that the spicing up saying it's a river full of pajamas. <laughs> oh, is that what he says in the dub? That's yeah, funny. that's what they did in the dub. Like, in the, yeah, you, I mean, the Japanese one, just explain everybody, you just more or less, like, what kind of kills this is like he doesn't explain what the piranha is. He's just telling Goku, just reconfirming that there are piranhas in there, which you can see. And even though yeah, Goku's innocent and doesn't know what those are, like yeah, it's just I like that that fact that it kind of reinforces that Goku is a country bumpkin who's only been living in one area almost his entire life. So of course he doesn't know what piranha is. So it's that naivety, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's just I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way the anime does is kind of clumsy. Yeah. But the dub kind of changing it into a pun. <laughs> I, I will say that that guy laughed at me. He's like, it's a river, it's a what full of pajamas? He's like, piranhas. And like the dub, <laughs> like unlike the Japanese one where he just kind of says what a piranha could do, do, he like goes into the scientific name of a piranha and, like, and everything. <laughs> it's really funny. Like I wish I had written it down, but like it's really funny. He goes into like the genus of a piranha and where they live and all of this <laughs> other stuff. And I'm just like, I love that they just went a completely different direction from the joke. <laughs> 
this is like Goku's official second teacher. Like this is the second yeah, master exactly. teaching him all these things. Murasaki, <laughs> biology teacher. <laughs> exactly. And it like it kind of plays off in this thing, and I like it that so far we've seen Murasaki's just a big idiot. But he knows all these random facts about piranhas. <laughs> so maybe he's just an idiot at being a ninja, but he's a genius about Yeah. <laughs> now I, I really wish that Toriyama kind of like thought about it more and actually made him an unintentional second teacher. Like that at least like all the gags that he went through, Goku would have like learned a new skill from it that he took on in later sagas. You know, that would have been so cool if he like kind of went with that. See you on the other side, Brad. Neat shoes, but what's the big deal? I can just swim across. Sure, that's a great idea, kid. Dive right in. If you want to lose some weight, say all your pounds. See, this is a special pond full of pajamas. Full of pajamas? Are you deaf? I said piranha, a voraciously carnivorous tropical freshwater fish of the genus Cerasomus. In other words, it's a little fish with a big, big bite. Yeah, it, it, it's super funny. It, it would just be really great. And it, like, I just, I mean, I, I love those kind of jokes where they just build upon it. And he's like, Goku's like, so if he, if he keeps correcting him, no, you idiot piranhas, like from this genus and <laughs> this and this area. How many times do you have to go keep going through this? And then White's like, God. Why did I hire this guy? I mean, I'm learning a shit ton about piranhas, which is great, but that's not what I need right now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, yeah, when you're like us and, like, are comparing the anime to the manga, it's very easy to tell that, like, this bit in particular is just kind of here to waste time and also kind of build up to the gag of Goku being like, oh, I can just jump over this river. You know, like, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it just kind of like rather than like a build up to the joke, it, it just kind of feels like you're really kind of wasting time a bit, you know? Yeah. Especially if you can like see what's coming is the thing too. like. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's no surprise to us, the audience, that Goku could make that jump. It should have been more surprise to Murasaki. Like he, Murasaki should have been like mid conversation, like there's no way you can make this. And then Goku lands next to him. Like that would have been a little funnier. Then what happened? I will say the thing that did make me laugh about this bit is when, I mean, first, okay, actually, two things that made me laugh. First off, Murasaki just pulls a giant fish out of nowhere. Yeah. And he throws it into the water <laughs> to show, like, how deadly piranhas are. And as soon as the piranhas are done, I really love the way that, like, both of them react. Because, like, obviously, Goku would react. And then Murasaki, like, reacts afterwards. So it's just, like, I love how Goku... Just as scared. <laughs> and the, the whole, like... Like, <laughs> I mean, he laughs so hard because it's like even Murasaki's afraid. <laughs> Maybe it was a threat at first of like, there's no piranha in there, but then he forgot his brother actually did put piranha in there. He's like, oh crap, oh, and I just walked across yeah. that, not thinking I was totally safe. I almost died. That would have been fantastic foreshadowing. <laughs> he, just, he just slumps over, like, oh, oh god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I keep thinking. I keep thinking of that that Rick and Morty episode where they had the fake acid that they hide under. Remember that episode? Yes. Should have been something like that, <laughs> where his yes. brother just hid like a, a huge fish bone and like raised it up <laughs> into the surface. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god! Oh, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, now 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 we're at the part where 
Murasaki uses his shadow clone jutsu. That's just what I'm going to call it. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Something I didn't notice until I've got the episodes running on loop uh, on my screen as we're talking is that like when he starts the technique, he whistles and then starts doing like a charge sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, the whistle was to call his brothers out. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, what a fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, but you've confirmed it for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Actually, Ra- okay, Randy, you're unlocking something in me because like i totally didn't think about that because like every time i read this fight i'd just be like oh yeah they're clearly actually shadow clones but it's also like no i think they are actually just real people like yeah i i, I never i never put that together that's interesting yeah, it's a, it's a, it's very funny because, like I said, I didn't even notice it until like just now. I was like, oh, that makes sense because otherwise <laughs> they're probably like on a break somewhere. You yeah, know? yeah. I was thinking that that like otherwise, what was the point of the whistle? Like, like if you're doing an actual shadow clone jutsu, you don't want to call people's attention to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, especially if you're hiding and you want to have a bunch of your bros just jump out on somebody. So then I thought, thinking maybe he's calling them, but I was just like, no. Nah, that can't be it i'm so glad i I feel so validated right now yeah no i got i got you man i do want to ask so the ninjas murasaki uh do they all live in that one tiny shack and do they all share the same porn stash (laughs) that's why there's so many magazines (laughs) it's just the combined stash of all of them better question is do they all hang out with white (laughs) (laughs) With white sister, do, do the Murray, do the Murasaki <laughs> brothers just constantly pull pranks on White and make him like? Does 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 White even know that Murasaki has brothers? <laughs> like like maybe maybe, he, maybe this is his way of like paying just one person's worth the rent. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like he hired the one, and then Murasaki went down to HR, and he's like, okay, so here's he actually hired me and my brothers because that's like how we do things. <laughs> so like, just make sure that we're all on the payroll. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, whatever you say. I mean, like, yeah, why not? I, I, One thing, though, going back to the dub, is that when they're all counting down which ones they are, like, the dub has it where one of them is like, they have a country accent, and then they correct themselves. It's like, it's like I'm like, one, I'm two, and uh, I'm three. I mean, I'm, I'm three. <laughs> we had to fill the mouth funny. flap somehow, I suppose. <laughs> I, love, I love brother number three, because he's the one, number three is the one with the gun. Just the, he just has a gun! gun. <laughs> <laughs> the true I, I, tools of the ninja. Uh, there's one, speaking of voicing, there's one line, one delivery in the Japanese version. I'm like, I don't think that's good. Uh, which is when Goku is being attacked by all of them. And he just uh, legit sounds scared when he when there's so many of them and he doesn't know which one is real. Like, at that point, Goku is like, he's like, oh, this is, it's more like this is a surprise that he's got to deal with. But like... Nozawa's delivery is like him terrified that he's not going to be able to figure out which one's real and he's going to die. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. This feels a little too intense. Hmm, I don't recall. Yeah. I mean, if you get a chance, listen to it. Maybe I'm crazy, but by, you know, wanted to see if anybody else had that same thought. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't think I picked up on that. I might have to like go back and listen to that and pay attention. We were going to have to. You know, I had to watch these episodes for homework. The least you can do is go check my work. Fine, Randy. I'll I'll check your work and I'll give you extra credit, you big baby. Thank you. I'm the biggest baby. Just so that everybody knows. 
I mean, I'll admit, like, I was watching them pretty much 95% dub, and only going back for specific lines, I was like, okay, how did they handle this and uh, sub? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I probably missed it. I just enjoy that at one point, they all just pose like they're the Gingyu Force or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the first pose, so the Ginyu Force copied them. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Now I want now I want to see the Murasaki brothers versus the Ginyu Force. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that Toriyama's love for like those poses, like the Super Sentai poses, went back even to this point. Like this must have been one of the first, if not the first, like you know poses he's had with a group right. of characters. It's awesome. We have to check with Doctor Slump, but I think it's like the first time in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I do like the point where like Goku does eventually just like fight all of them, and he uses his own like after image technique that's actually real or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And then one of them's like. Hey, uh, he can use that technique, and the other one's like, he could have said something earlier, dude. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, he can actually do this shit. Oh, shit, really? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've been just posing and, like, scaring people with the implication that we could do it, but this kid can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a gun, but, like, this guy's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Why the uh, fuck is there a gun there? <laughs> so hilarious uh, it's so funny he, every time he didn't do any of his ninja training so they're like just no. here take this yeah. block and just like be useful all right jerry listen i got you guys all through hr so the least thing you could do is just use this clock and just don't miss look jerry if you're gonna keep missing ninja practice and keep sucking as a ninja at, at least at least just take this look i'll i'll, I'll loan it to you it's fine just just get, just get, just get better, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> we we expect more of you. We know that you're capable of it, and we just we believe in you, Murasaki Jerry. <laughs> Look, Jerry. Never forget, you have four brothers that are here for you. Yeah, you know you've got support. <laughs> we are Nakama. Uh, Murasaki Rick one through four, and Murasaki Jerry. <laughs> Murasaki CX one thirty. <130. laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Rick and Morty way too much. Um, we do. <laughs> okay, so I obviously had to bring up our Hunter Hunter reference of the show. Oh wait, episode, do, you, do you actually have one? Muscle, I mean, what if Muscle Tower is just Heaven's Tower and Togashi just remembered this for <laughs> maybe? I mean, like it's a stretch. I, I'm just saying, but we have to have one. If we don't talk about Hunter Hunter at least once, then. It's like we waste an episode. You know, it's fu- it's <laughs> funny you say that. We I don't think we've mentioned Hunter Hunter at all for like the last few episodes. I think we broke our streak. Oh shit! <laughs> Time to go back and re-record those whole episodes. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulligan. <laughs> uh, I I think we finally broke our streak. Well, I just started up again, so you're welcome. <sighs> Thanks. The <laughs> <laughs> Muscle Tower very much feels like uh, like a video game. Like you're just progressing through levels and you're going through bosses in each stage. But the one thing it, it, it made me remember the most was, have you guys seen the movie Raid 2? The live action like kung fu movie. I guess, I guess it counts as kung fu. Um, but it's a fantastic movie. And if you've ever seen it, it, it just reminds me of that. Like the guy enters a, where- a warehouse and he fights through the regular goons. Then he gets to the next stage and he fights through like a advanced, these really like high level goons. Then the final goon and then the big guy, like the main guy hiding out at the top. It's like so close to the muscle tower. It's hilarious. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Ray okay. 2 is a fantastic movie. You guys should watch it if you haven't seen it's it. It's been on my list to watch for like five years. And oh I just my haven't God. gotten around to you it. You don't need to watch Raid 1. You can just watch Raid 2 and completely <laughs> get it. Well, I'm going to ha- I have to. Like, I can't stop 
myself. I have to do it. No. FOMO watching Raid 1? Yeah, exactly. I can't just no. skip it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, I, 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 I feel Randy on this one. Like, I could maybe just watch, like, Fast and the Furious 9, but I, I gotta watch the other ones. That's what I did when we came to see you and we, um, Lord and Lum and I went to the movies that we just watched the Fast and Furious in theaters that time. I've never seen any of them before that. As somebody <laughs> who didn't watch any of them until last year, you gotta go back and watch them. They're so good. <laughs> Holy crap. They age like fine wine. I will say that that one did get me interested in watching more of them. But yeah, I went in like we were just bored and we didn't have anything else to do. So we just went to and we're like, that's what's in theaters. Let's watch it. And it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> I, I still need so, to make my way through them too. Tokyo Drift for the win. Just <laughs> and just wanted to say it. <laughs> one small thing that I did make note of is um, Snow's family is a bunch of butterfingers. Like there are two times in this batch of episodes where they just drop a coffee cup because they're like in shock. And I'm like, dude, stop <laughs> dropping all your dishes. <laughs> Here's the montage of all that. <laughs> They'll just claim it on their insurance, like, oh, yeah, there's some Red Ribbon guys came and shot up our whole place. They <laughs> yeah. shot through two mugs. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty smart. Hey, hey why not? I mean, if, I, we, at least we got to break it on our own terms. And that's all we have left. <laughs> it's my choice. <laughs> Look, we're stressed, okay? <laughs> if we don't do it, the Red Ribbon Army will just break it for us. And I refuse to let my money go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I forgot to mention it, but, like, I mean, since we were talking about voice actor trivia, like, Snow's mom is voiced by Enya Ba from JoJo Part 3, and that just really, really... <laughs> I can't. Like, I'm used to Reiko Suzuki, like, having this really screechy voice, so when I was looking up, when I was watching the credits, I'm like, that's her? Like, there was a point that she could talk normally? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and it's funny, too, and maybe only Colton would, like, appreciate this, but um, I did skip forward to see who voices Ader, and it's um Edward Weevil, so Whitebeard's son, and Snow's oh. mom is uh, Miss Bakken, like, I guess his Whitebeard's lover. <laughs> so, oh, like... Oh, <laughs> man. That's a weird combo. <laughs> they brought them both well not that they brought them back but they were both in dragon ball together i mean not with the same relationship as they do have in one piece but like yeah that, that i just found that great <laughs> i mean look I, not to get too ahead of ourselves but i mean there is a point where ader might become a part of snow's family and i guess you could say snow's mom becomes ader's mom so mm, you might be on the same thing Oh, the brain, the galaxy brain casting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't uh, who doesn't know One Piece and is probably really confused. Um, <laughs> all I'm good for is being old and voice actor like <laughs> relationships. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> so get used to it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Well, while we're talking about Snow's mom, there's one thing I'd be like remiss if I didn't mention. The first appearance we see of her is when Snow brings Goku back to her house. First thing she says is like, or like Snow is like, I found this boy. He's dying. He's still alive, but he's dying. Snow, Snow's mom is like, he looks like a foreigner. <laughs> and, Whoa. Just, and that's <laughs> like not not bring him in not let's take care of him he's like he's a foreigner and it's only, it's only until Snow is like, he fell from an airplane. Oh, an airplane? Well, bring him inside, honey. Like, what was that exchange? Mm. At first, it's just, I don't know. He's foreign, and then he's he's in trouble. Oh, well, I Did guess we should Did he come to Jingle help. Village legally? I think not. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh he, came, he came from a plane. He must have money. Bring him in. Uh, <laughs> I'll sift through his pocket, see if he's got papers on him. <laughs> it was so weird. Oh, that's oh, that's so weird. God, I didn't even think about that. Now I can't stop thinking. About that. <laughs> what would she have done if Snow had just said no? He like collapsed in the forest. He didn't come from a plane. Oh well, leave him out there, honey. Leave him out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not our problem. It's right up there with the revelation that Tension Han is actually super racist against Namekians because, yeah. like, <laughs> when Piccolo like is like, no, I'm Demon King Piccolo. I've never been your friend, and leaves Tension and like the uh, android arc contentious of like yeah i knew it i never trusted that guy same old namics up to there are no good deeds like, <laughs> yeah, like whoa dude like, no, no, no. he's just playing with us to get he misread <laughs> the room and he's like now is the time for me to fly my racist flag <laughs> what, did, what did mike say like it's, it's when uh people call them namics it's like whoa say namekian <laughs> yeah. say the whole word namics <laughs> namic feels weird Wait, this this podcast is taking a real turn. Um, it sorry, really we went off on a tangent. I'm never gonna be able to look at the Namek or the Namiki in our God. Now you got me. All the Namiks say the whoa, whole word. Sakaki really letting us know. Jeez, <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to look at that See, arc or say that word. You can again. say that you said it accidentally, but you only said it accidentally because you say it in other company all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only when you're referring to Dragon Ball Evolution. That's what they call them in there. <laughs> I don't even want to mention what the word Namek, what letter it starts with, and I don't want to... <laughs> no, no, no. I say Namek with a hard K. <laughs> <laughs> this is why podcasting is great. <laughs> oh. oh, holy shit! Um, we should probably end the episode Jesus. soon. Um, yeah, not, just cut that all out. I'm, I'm keeping it in. Um, oh, please do. Uh, okay, so okay, not not much else really happens in the episode. Like uh, Murasaki's panicking; he's r running around for some reason until he decides to run up the stairs and let out Android Eight, and he's going to be the big old hulking, terrifying monster that is definitely going to kill Goku and not end up becoming his best friend for life. <laughs> no, definitely not going to happen. Can't wait to find out what happens. No, I, I guys, I, I think Goku's going to die. Like I, I think, yeah, he might die this time for real. Oh, yeah, this time, no. <laughs> The, the the other two the other like two to three times I know like those are all fake outs but this time it's for real. <laughs> huh. But um that's really kind of about it for the episode and I guess um I guess before we like head out here real soon um do you guys have any thoughts on like episode thirty eight overall or just like this batch of episodes in general that you want to put out there? Um I thought you know overall there were some pacing issues with the episode but I really dug it yeah um having just watched these last year it was fun to come back to it to some. Some good old classic Dragon Ball goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really think the pacing issue is is really big for me. Like, I, I can't if I'm gonna revisit these moments, I'm definitely gonna go back to the manga just to read them. But yeah, 
it was still it was still nice just to like you know hear Masagawa uh, Masako Nozawa and just go through that again. But yeah, no manga is always going to be the way to go. No, I, I can see that. I mean, again, the whole reason I started up the show is because I, I I've been a fan of the manga for so long at this point, and I never really gave the anime a chance because I, I know the anime can be good, and I I've liked pretty much most of what we've watched so far as someone who's going through it for the first time. But I think this is really this this is really the first time for when it came to like episodes that adapt the manga specifically i think this is the first time i really felt like man the pacing here really could be better and did kind of like take me out of the story and fights every once in a while which is a shame yeah i think that's what it is it's just at this particular arc doesn't lend itself well to this format of media of like anime media it, it works much better in, in manga capacity but that doesn't mean the rest of dragon ball doesn't mm-hmm. yeah no i think that that's a good takeaway from this honestly i mean looking at it from the point of view of yeah like for fights and everything like that these are kind of a weaker batch of episodes but we'll say i mean if our conversation has an evidence that we did get something from it it wasn't the thing where it's just like this was a complete waste of time don't you know skip these episodes I mean, we got laughs. We got a couple of good scenes. And honestly, as far as the, the anime adaption goes, you can't really ask for too much more. I mean, there are going to be some missteps, unfortunately, when you are translating from one media type to another. But mm-hmm. I mean, as far as even just the dub, just punching up some things, that was really fun, too. I mean, I, I would say probably I really like the dub for this one more than the sub, in fact. But going back to what I'm saying, just about the episodes themselves, I mean, I haven't touched the manga in a while, and I've said that a couple of times, so I'll admit that my takes are probably a little more lukewarm. But I could definitely tell that they were struggling to, like, um, and this seems to be a ongoing thing with Toei, which is that, and I don't want to blame Toei, there's obviously the broadcaster, there are all kinds of people that have their hands in this, and while Toei would probably love to, like, have taken Dragon Ball off the air for a couple of months to have more time to draw it, um, the broadcaster probably was like, no, I mean, that's been documented for, like, One Piece, for example, as much as they'd love to be able to not have to draw it all the time, like, broadcaster's like, ah, well, the kids will forget about Luffy if we have him off TV for 20 seconds. (laughs) We We can't lose our precious time slot. Yeah, that too. And like, yeah, and I'm sure that that's part of the reason why they go into these arcs the way they do, which is like immediately rather than maybe waiting, you know, doing anime original for a while so they can condense arcs and not have to do this. But yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I will say just overall, I, you know, because we've the the last couple episodes we've been covering like anime original material that uh, I'll be honest, like I, I didn't always love Uh, There were definitely one or two episodes in those batches we covered where I'm just like, man, you're really like, you're you're really kind of like struggling for something to fill out the episode or whatever. And it gets to a point where like some of those episodes, it just kind of feels like nothing that substantial is happening for most of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas at, at least, at least, you know, coming back to like manga material, like it really feels like things are moving at some kind of clip, you know, like again, the, the comedy and the fights aren't always as snappy as I would like them to be, which is unfortunate. But, you know, I will say I, I at least enjoyed these episodes for what they were most of the time. I don't think these were like completely bad or anything. Again, if I had the power to, there are definitely some things I would change in there uh, for sure. But, you know, I, I'm still enjoying it so far. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the back half of Muscle Tower because I'm pretty sure there's like some anime original stuff in there, if I remember correctly, that I'm interested in getting to and kind of see how I feel, see if they really add anything to the story, maybe, but we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, and even with that, like, I'm so surprised that within just four episodes, we've covered all that. Like, I, I thought th- these episodes lasted, like, at least ten episodes total, but it just goes. One episode, you use Seat Muscle Tower. Second episode, you're in it and fight Sergeant Metallic. And then third, you're Marasaki. And fourth, you're Marasaki Brothers. Like, that's all within four episodes. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah, no. wonder if, like, Toei now would, like, really stretch that kind of, like, with One Piece here and there, you know? Um, mm, yeah, you have to wonder. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wonder that from time to time too. I mean, I feel like yeah, it would really, really depend on like what the uh, what's the word I want to use here. I guess it just would really depend on what they what the what the marketing or pacing down the line they they're looking at. Because obviously, One Piece is a thing where it's still ongoing. <laughs> so they have that to consider but like with dragon ball if dragon ball were still ongoing maybe <laughs> but yeah they i think dragon ball's biggest problem is the whole bystander effect where there's always got to be someone out there watching what goku's doing so we can cut cut to them and their reactions are like whoa crazy this kid's strong <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot of that with snow's family like there's literally a part we didn't mention in the in one of these episodes where i think goku's like just about to go up to murasaki's part of the tower and we get this like random quick bit of like snow praying for goku and it just cuts back and i'm like there's there was no reason for that that was just like so <laughs> quick yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i i you know i don't really care about snow's family that much we're just kind of using them to like fill out the episode and worry about goku that's not really that interesting but yeah yeah, yeah. it's just a pad out time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so the pacing while it does bother me doesn't like completely ruin these episodes for me which is good so as much as I think we could have, like, even condensed these episodes more, I still have a feeling that, again, the worst is yet to come. We eventually get to Z, and I'm really dreading when we have to talk about some of those. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It's still a long ways out for you. Oh, man, another 10 years. Pro- I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to say this. I was talking to somebody else about this podcast over the weekend, and I'm actually surprised that how we're already in getting towards the 40s like i would yeah I, when i originally started the show i really thought we, we would be by the time we get to the 40s we'd be looking like two three years out but like <laughs> uh, no we're like you know not not halfway by any means but we're definitely making headway so that's really comforting i guess in some ways but yeah <laughs> the z segment's gonna be a slog <laughs> mm-hmm. we might be able to get away with covering more than four episodes at a time because there probably won't be much to talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just do the whole. Let's just do whole Namiki and Saga in one go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man! Now you're afraid to say it correctly. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to offend any of our Namekian listeners out there by slipping. We have out. to cover the Nemec Saga. Nemec. <laughs> God, evolution God. sucks. Um, I I, th- I think that should just be the final note we end this episode on because I I know we're getting kind of long here, but uh. I guess, you know, thank you, Randy and Doug, so much for coming on and talking with us. This was a lot of fun. I definitely can't wait to hopefully have you guys back on in the future. Yeah, yeah. totally. Thanks for having us. Total pleasure. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I can't wait till we can do this again. For sure. (laughs) And we can try and cancel Sakaki for the way that he refers to (laughs) alien species. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But yeah, again, thank you guys so much. And I guess, you know... Uh, before we end the show, like, please, please let everybody know where they can find you and your guys' podcast. Doug, you go for it. You can find us. We are We Got a Pod. Um, we You can reach us at We Got a Pod at, what is it, gmail.com? <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, of course, on Twitter at We Got a Pod. And then uh, if you want to search for the show, 
We're pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. Just look for We Got a Podcast, Dragon Ball from A to Z, and uh, you'll find us there. I think uh, we've got, uh, well, I don't guess I don't know when this episode will come out, so who knows what we'll have out when you guys listen to this. We're kind of in the middle of a break right now, actually. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys will have covered evolution by the time. No, I'm just kidding. Thank oh God. <laughs> it's on the list. So it's the next movie that came out, so I'm just gonna say I'm gonna conveniently get sick whenever you do it. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um but no, yeah, seriously, like uh we, we were joking, you know, that you know, they're a competitor podcast. Um uh, but no, you should you should really <laughs> go listen to We Got a Podcast. I feel some sort of kinship. I'll admit because I feel like we both started up our shows around the same time, roughly. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of like the, one of those things where it's like, look, you know, we only release this podcast so often, unfortunately, because Sakaki and I only have so much time. So, like, you know, if, if you like our show, but you're like, man, I just can't get enough of Dragon Ball podcasts, you know, just go, go listen to We Got a Podcast. I really legitimately enjoy listening to their show, and I, I've even, I've even been on an episode before. You can go listen to that. Um, yeah, listen mm-hmm. to that one. <laughs> we had you on talking about the best movie, Bio Broly. I mean, look, I know you're kind of joking a little bit, but it is I think it is actually legitimately one of my favorite Dragon Ball movies. I, I it was really liked fun it, to talk so. about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yes, please please go listen to We Got a Podcast and please go follow Randy, follow Doug, check them out, you know, whatever they're doing. I, I know, Doug, you, you mentioned it earlier, but I know you do like AMVs and everything. And I think you're on TikTok and everything like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, have links yeah. to all this stuff in the show notes. Yep, yep, I'm doing a little bit of that, a little bit of something there. And Randy? I do some drawings sometimes. Some awesome drawings. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, your drawings are great, Randy. Aw, well, that's what I came here for, was to um, be praised and, <laughs> and be showered that, with that, that, that praise. And that end call button now. Uh, almost two hours in, I just now compliment <laughs> you on your drawings. Look, I will stick around as long as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to your compliments of your drawings. <laughs> uh, that's the whole reason you came on. Um, no. um, <laughs> but um, no, I'm really excited for the next time we can have you guys on. But until then, um, Sakaki, if you just want to go ahead and plug your stuff real quick. Sure. Um, I do the complete opposite of Jonah Jump stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> it's weird to have all these like podcasts that have nothing to do with Shonen Sunday while being the Shonen Sunday on Twitter. But anyway, yes, you could find me at WSS Talkback on Twitter. Um, That's the weekly Shogaku condition where we talk about all the things Shonen Sunday besides Detective Conan and Rumiko Takahashi. There are other things in the magazine. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are lots of magazine Twitters out there, but we're the only ones that talk about the entire magazine every week <laughs> so nice. please tune in for that um there's also the blog this is wsstalkback.blogspot.com where you can see reviews of shonen sunday manga translations of interviews and stuff like that um the most recent thing is a uh, retrospective of 2021 i'm hoping to maybe have something new on there soon but eh, the twitter is kind of my main focus um and of course as i always say if you're Want to write about Shonen Sunday series? It doesn't have to be something that's currently running a weekly Sunday. It doesn't have to be Shonen Sunday. It can be one of the other many, too many Shogakukan magazines. <laughs> um, if you want to write about it, sure. We always want like guest writers. Um, besides that, I haven't been on there for a while, but I'm also part of the Demon Slayer podcast with our good buddy V Lord and Marion, um, as well as Saturday Night Shoggy, which is a Shonen Sunday based podcast. Uh, we, we, we took a long hiatus, but now we're back to recording again. So people should look and look forward to that. 
And I'm also on the Oversoul Shaman King podcast with, again, V-Lord and Marion. And we've also started recording that again. So definitely check those out. My personal Twitter is at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N on Twitter. And lately there hasn't been much going on there again, which I'm hoping to start reading like live tweeting manga again. Like if anybody cares about that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, you can just find my personal ramblings there. And yeah. That's where you can find me. All right. Please go follow Sakaki and all of his stuff as well. Um, but as for me, you can find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. I'm Colton, by the way, in case you missed it. Uh, you know, I, I also <laughs> host and produce a lot of my own other podcasts besides this one that you find links to over at my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com, where I have a page dedicated to all my podcasts, uh, including whatever I'm doing at the moment, you know, stuff I'm not a part of anymore, or even uh, all my guest spots I've done on other shows, including We Got a Podcast. You should go listen and do that. Um, so mm-hmm. I try to keep that as up to date as possible if you're interested in literally any of my other stuff. Again, coltoncorner.wordpress.com if you want to listen to any of my other podcasts. But I guess as for this show, I guess first things first, you should follow us on Twitter at another DB pod. That's uh, basically the best place where you can, uh, you know, stay updated on the podcast. Um, email us anything at another DB pod at gmail.com. Uh, we haven't gotten a lot of emails yet, but uh, if you have any thoughts on any of the episodes we talked about on this podcast or basically anything we've covered so far, anything we haven't even covered thus yet, any Dragon Ball thoughts at all, we would love to hear your thoughts on just Dragon Ball in general. And, you know, whatever emails you sent us, uh, we'll read them on the show. We would love to get you guys' emails and just hear what you think about Dragon Ball, the thing that we all like. I'm I'm really bad at uh, mentioning this every podcast episode, but I try my best. Uh, Big special thanks to my friend Taylor at TaySamey on Twitter, T-A-Y-S-A-M-E-Y, for the album art that she provided us. Uh, It's one of my favorite things about the show. Uh, It's very cute. And uh, you know what? If you really like the album art for our show... Uh, please go follow Taylor on Twitter, again, at Taysamey, and maybe commissioner for something. Let her know that uh, you listen to Another Day, Another Venture, and really like the album art. I'm sure that would really make her day. So go do that. And I guess the most important thing, guys, that you can do is uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, or basically wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on a bunch of different platforms at this point, but especially on Apple Podcasts and even Spotify, if you leave us a rating and review, uh, it really helps the visibility of our show, and we would just love to get any kind of feedback we can from you guys. Uh, and it would just it would just really make my day in general. Again, rate and review us. Yeah, you know, if you feel like it, you know, I'm not going to force you, um, but I would love it. I will though. Yeah, go do it. I'm the Murasaki guy with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to be the Murasaki guy with the gun. <laughs> you can have the boomerang uh, kunai. The boomerang thing. kunai. They all have that. Uh, And I I guess just one last thing. If this is basically the newest episode of the podcast on our public main feeds and and you're like, oh, man, I really want to keep listening to this podcast. Oh, why do I have to be caught up? Well, guess what? You can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash manga mavericks in particular. We're at the $3 tier. If you sign up for that tier in particular, you'll have five new episodes of this podcast to listen to. Uh, you know, but before we put them up on our main feed, basically, when I record a new podcast, I'll put it up on our Patreon. And basically, whatever episode I haven't put up on our main feed, I'll put it up there. We're basically alternating podcasts. So, you know, j- just so you know, again, if you are listening to this on our main feed, you have another five episodes to look forward to before anyone else can listen. Again, that's at patreon.com slash manga mavericks. And I think that's going to be about it for everything. Uh, join us next time as we cover episodes 39 to 42 as we continue through the Red Ribbon Army arc and finish out Muscle Tower with another special guest. I think a repeat guest, too. So uh, that'll be pretty fun. And uh, yeah, I guess until next time, guys, we'll see you guys another day for another adventure. 
Bye. Sayonara. Good night, everybody. What took you so long? <laughs> Go ahead. Take your best shot if you can. Hey. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I call that the overturn mat trick. Catch this one. Hi. Out of stars? Nope. Hey! Oh, no mat! <laughs> oh, oh! Look at me! I'm deformed! Oh, I know I should have shared out the extra 25 zenny for the complete set, but no! When am I ever uh, gonna need six uh, mats? I said. Uh, well, that's the last time I've in this uh, <laughs>